0: Amen. Well, let's turn to the book of James, chapter 4. I trust you brought your Bibles with you this evening. James, chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Come now, you say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, Just a moment now, you who say, We're going to such and such a city today or tomorrow. We shall stay there a year doing business and make a profit. How do you know what will happen even tomorrow? What after all is your life? It is like a puff of smoke visible for a little while and then dissolving into thin air. Your remarks should be prefaced with, if it is the Lord's will, we shall be alive. And we'll do so and so. As it is, you get a certain pride in yourself in planning your future with such confidence. That sort of pride is all wrong. No doubt you agree with the above in theory. Well... Remember that if a man knows what is right and fails to do it, his failure is a real sin. What is life? It is a vapor. That's what the Word of God tells us. That's what the Lord tells us. That this life, our life is just like a vapor. And this really brings things into perspective. This really sets things in order. This really aligns life, and it aligns pursuit. It aligns discovery. This really hits the nail on the head. What is life? And the Bible gives us the answer. Our life is like a vapor. Like a vapor, like a puff of smoke, visible for a little while and then dissolving into thin air. I'm so glad that the Bible tells it like it is. So glad that the Word of God instructs us right, not leading us in confusion or amiss with the promise that this life is more than what it really is, but rather that the Bible tells us exactly what this life is like, likened unto a vapor. Now that's not to say that this life is meaningless. This vapor is of incredible worth and value. This life is, however, but a blink in the scope of eternity. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in this life, so focused on this life, that we forget that we've bought into a life that includes eternity. This is only the beginning. It's but a blink. It's but a puff of smoke. It's but a vapor. Here for a little while, and then it just vanishes into thin air. Think it over. All our efforts, all our endeavor to keep ourselves fit, healthy, in success, and so on, all of that is but a vapor. That's what the Word of God is telling us. Everything that has ever been done and ever accomplished and ever will be, all the time spent on all things, is but a vapor. So, what are we exhorted to do? What does the Word of God exhort us to do with this vapor that is ours? The Word of God exhorts us to use the vapor and live for another world. To use the vapor and to live for our real country, our real home, our real place of inheritance. You see, for us, it's not that we live here and it's over. And that's why we take the Bible's encouragement and wisdom and truth and we apply it to our life and we live with this kind of a mindset. That it's not just here, but our life goes on. Use this vapor and live for another world. Leonard Ravenhill said, Lord, keep me eternity conscious. Keep me eternity conscious. So often we're earthly conscious, we're, you know, everything that's right now in the temporal, we're living in the moment, and that's great, but Lord, keep me eternity conscious that everything I do would be in line with your word, with your truth that is your word, with your leading, with your guiding, with your directing. That this vapor that I have, that I'm blessed with, this vapor that is of incredible value and worth, although it is just a vapor, that I would use it to glorify your name and bring you honor and bless you. That I would use it to already live for another world. Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. A heart that's already in heaven. A heart that's already there. A life that's already there. Although we're living here. It's a person that's using their life their vapor, their puff of smoke, they're using it to live for another world. The voice reads, some people store up treasures in their homes here on earth. This is a short-sighted practice. Don't undertake it. Moths and rust will eat up any treasure you may store here. Thieves may break into your homes and steal your precious trinkets. Instead, put up your treasures in heaven where moths do not attack, where rust does not corrode, and where thieves are barred at the door. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We understand that this is true, that where our treasure is, there our heart is. And the message reads stockpile treasures in heaven. I mean, can we just take that tonight? Stockpile treasures in heaven use your life use your vapor use your puff of smoke that's of incredible value and worth although it's just gone a blink of an eye but use it to live for another world use it to get ready to get ready i wonder how many christians are actually using it to get ready. How many are actually excited? We all should be excited for the coming of the Lord. We all should be excited for when he calls us home. It really is the greatest moment for us. I mean, that's the pinnacle of what we're living for. It's not just to live here right now and have, you know, our conscience appeased or kind of live right or use the book as a good tool to, you know, have good relationships, to not mess up to not have a terrible life, fall into traps. I mean, the Bible's good for that. If any person would take it and apply it to their life, even without giving themselves to Jesus Christ, I'll tell you right now, life would be better. But see, it's not just about that. We come to Jesus, and it's more than that. We're now ready, because the greatest day is when we step into eternity. We live great days now, but when we will finally be with him, I hope we're living for the day. Stockpile treasures in heaven. You know, it's good wisdom. It keeps one wise. It doesn't mean don't have things on this side of eternity. That's not what the Bible's saying. But for the worldly, it's all about here. And for some that follow the Lord, it still seems to be all about here. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with having things, but... Are we stockpiling treasures in heaven? Are we living? Are we using our vapor, our life, our puff of smoke to live for another world? Or is it just all about here and now? Are we so focused on the here and now? See, this life is important. This life is a gift. This life is a blessing. This life is precious, a vapor that Christ died for. That, to me, is incredible that in the scope of eternity, he would die for a puff of smoke. He would come and he would live and he would give his life, die the worst death imaginable, beaten bloody for the sins of people and surrendered on a cross, humiliated, took it all in silence for a puff of smoke. for a vapor. Jesus died for my vapor. He died for your vapor, our puff of smoke. How are we going to use it? We don't know how long it lasts. That's the truth. None of us know. If I was to ask us tonight, you know, when does your puff of smoke vanish? When's it over? We don't know. We're hoping that we're going to live to a good old age and see the fullness of days but the truth is we don't know and so we should always live ready we should always live eternity conscious we should always live using our vapor to live for another world that's good wisdom i know when you're young sometimes or when we're young sometimes you talk to youth and they think they're going to live forever right they act like that they talk like that everything is just that's how it all flows they're going to live forever And then you grow a little older, you start to realize you might not be living forever on this earth. That's the truth. Your body not only tells you that, your doctor tells you that. I mean, that's just the reality. That's the way it is. Because it's once appointed for man to live and for man to die. God gives us this great gift, this vapor, but we have to decide what we're going to do with it. We can look at it and say, well, it's just a vapor. It's just a puff of smoke. And we can treat it like that. It's little in our eyes. But God wants us to cherish it. He wants us to take it. And he wants us to honor it, respect it. I mean, he died for your puff of smoke. We understand that we will be in eternity with him. It's going to be glorious. But, you know, eternity really does begin now. You know, it's like we're living knowing we'll be off on a journey any day, any moment, at his call, at his return. And so we are preparing, we live prepared, and we live with eternity in view. Charles Spurgeon said these words, May we live here like strangers and make the world not a house but an inn, in which we sup and lodge, expecting to be on our journey tomorrow. That's how we're called to live. That's how we're called to do life, to use this vapor, to use this puff of smoke. If we will live in this manner, here's the truth. Our vapor will count for eternity. will bless the heart of God. It will challenge others. It will lift others. It will glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It will honor the kingdom. We'll stand as an example for the next generation, should the Lord tarry. I'd encourage us all tonight to use our vapor and live for another world, to use it to live for another world, to point to something greater than ourselves, to point to something greater than what this world calls great. See, we can use it, and it have little effect, and not really show anyone anything different than any good normal person could show them. But we're living for something greater. We're not just living to live a squeaky clean life. If that's what Christianity is all about, I think we've missed the mark. That's not what it's all about, although that's a very important part. But it's not just to live a squeaky clean life and be a part of the Christian club and come to church to have something to do on Sundays or to church on Mondays or to get our fix when we need it. That's not what this is all about. It's about a relationship, and then it's about Him equipping us and sending us out to use our vapor to challenge others, to instruct others, to lift others, and to glorify Him. To use it to ready ourselves, to prepare ourselves for eternity. These are incredible words. C.S. Lewis, I don't know if anyone here is... Redmere Christianity. The Christian says, creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. A baby feels hunger. Well, there is such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there is such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there is such a thing as sex. or to be unthankful for these earthly blessings, and on the other hand, never to mistake them for something else of which they are only a kind of copy or echo or mirage. I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of life to press on to that country and to help others to do the same. Let's keep alive in ourselves the desire for our true country. Man, will it change life here. It will affect life here. It's not that we go lock ourselves away in a room and we're waiting for our, our other country, our homeland. That's not what it is. We're living life here and we're using the vapor to glorify the Lord. James four fourteen in the Amplified, it says, You are really but a wisp of vapor, a puff of smoke, a mist that is visible for a little while and then disappears into thin air. If all of this is a vapor, I can't help but be overly excited about eternity. If all this life and everything in it, all these earthly blessings and so on are simply a kind of copy, an echo, a mirage, I can't imagine what heaven's going to be like. All the good things we experience in this life, all the proper things we experience in this life, if all of that, if everything is a vapor, we should be more than excited about eternity. This world is filled with wonderful things, isn't it? Sights, sounds, Nature, experience, food, water, relationships, and to think it's just a vapor. It's just a vapor. Psalm 39, verses 1 to 7, I said, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence, I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me while I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am? Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but a vapor. Pause and calmly think on that. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. How powerful is that? I mean, if it's good enough For the psalmist, it's good enough for us. It was good enough for men like Paul. and So many other examples in the Word of God. It's it's good for us. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. A lot of people that are short-sighted, they're not eternity conscious. They're using their vapor up on themselves. They're using their puff of smoke to satisfy the flesh. They're using it to live for this world and not for the next world. They're not even conscious about eternity. So many conversations we can have. They're not even thinking about it. I've had conversations with people like, you don't even think about death. I believe they do, but they just push it to the back. And they keep pushing it to the back. And when it comes up again, they keep pushing it to the back. And they think that this life is everything, but if we could only let them know that this life is but a vapor, that this life really is just a puff of smoke, I think a lot of people would wake up. But they see it as much more than a vapor and a puff of smoke. They see it as much more than just this momentary thing that it really is. Isn't that incredible? Lord, help us to use our vapor wisely. Let's not misuse it. Let's steward our vapor well. We must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. We must make it the main object of life to press on to that country and help others do the same. I just want to ask tonight, does anything or things have our desire for our true country snowed under or turned aside? Is our vapor out of control? It's been well said that what we do in life echoes in eternity. So what should I do? Well, I should use my vapor, use the vapor, and live for another world. That's good wisdom. You know, we really are so blessed, the opportunity to live and to live with the Lord and for the Lord and for our eternal dwelling place. We've all won the greatest lottery. We were born. Given a chance at life, Chosen by Jesus Christ. And now we're living the greatest life. We're not in darkness. Our eyes have been opened. We're walking with the King of kings and the Lord of lords to think that we have a personal relationship with God Almighty. The one that created everything. The one that holds eternity in his hands. The one that knit it all together. That knit us in our mother's womb. That breathed into us the breath of life. I mean that might be beyond our understanding and it is yet it's close and it's so real to think that we could have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that's insane so often we just lose sight of that and we think well it's no big deal it's like how you doing king right hey god I mean, the weight of his presence, the weight of his glory, the weight of his majesty. And I'm his friend. Wow. He won a relationship with us so bad that he was beaten bloody for the sins of people. Wow. That he left his throne to come and experience what it's like to be a vapor to be a puff of smoke amazing amazing I love this quote from David Livingstone I will place no value on anything I have or may possess except in relation to the kingdom of Christ amazing words incredible words thank God for the vapor thank him for it and use it to honor him Doing this is the best thing we can do for ourselves. If our lives are but a vapor, I want us to think about this for a moment. If that's what it's likened to, if our lives are but a vapor, does that mean with each action, endeavor, word, thought, and so on, we are continually giving off and sending up the essence to the throne of God? Does that mean that we're continually giving off, sending out the essence to others in this life? Yes. Acts 10, verses 1 to 4. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for memorial before God. You see, something's taking place. Something's happening. As we're living life, as we're giving to the poor, as we're being generous, as we're sharing our lives with others, as we're letting Jesus shine in us, as we're being the salt and the light in the earth and actually using our vapor for something more than self. We're using our vapor to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to lift up his name, to point to the kingdom of God, to point to eternity. Something is happening. The most beautiful essences being sent up to the throne of God and it is affecting its calling it's commissioning it's commanding it's encouraging others it's pulling others it's lifting others it's giving others an opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ as we use our vapor wisely the J.B. Phillips New Testament the angel replied your prayers and your deeds of charity have gone up to heaven and are remembered before God. See, the truth is there's always vapor being given off. There's always vapor rising. There's always vapor being sent up. Always vapor being sent out. Our life, this puff of smoke, is it affecting change in the world? I'm not saying it's our job to save people, but is at least giving them an opportunity to respond. That they look at it and they see something different we're not just squeaky clean people listen i know people that aren't saved that are squeaky clean except they're sinners and so they're not squeaky clean but you know what i'm saying they seem to have it all together life's good you know they don't swear don't get drunk they don't do drugs don't sleep around It's almost like, I mean, they got the principles down, but they don't have the relationship, and the vapor isn't counting for eternity. The vapor isn't counting for eternity, for their true country and their true homeland. You see, it's locked in here. It only changes when we have relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're now sons and daughters of God. That's when it all has eternal purpose. What am I giving off? What am I sending up? You know when someone's got a lot of cologne on and some of you might be, you know, you got issues with scent and so I get it. You don't like when people wear any of that. But you know when they walk in the room and you're just like, wow, you know, you notice them. I just see that's almost how it should be and not in an offensive way. Or a way, you know, some cologne's not pleasing, I know. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's like, even when we enter the room, there's just something different. It's like, it's noticed. The essence of Christ, just, there's something different about that person. I mean, it's not just like, hey, you live a good, clean life. No, like, what is different about you? What is this that I just sense? This, whatever you're sending off, you know, good vibes, right? God vibes. Let's trademark that. Romans twelve one and 2, the message, it says this. I know you know this. I've shared it before. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. And we know we need God's help. We can't manage this vapor, this puff of smoke on our own. We can't get our hands around it. True? You ever tried to grab a puff of smoke? doesn't work too well, does it? We just got to let God control it because he's the only one that can control it. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. This is quite the list. Eating. Even you're eating. Yeah. Going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit right into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed From the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity god brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. I want to encourage us tonight to use the vapor to change the world, to use the vapor to bless another world, and that's our heavenly country. That's our homeland, to use the vapor and to live for another world. Use the vapor. Affect change in your workplace. Affect change everywhere the sole of your foot would tread. At least give people an opportunity to see the hope you're living for. It's how the ordinary becomes extraordinary. The ordinary things of life, I mean, we just read that list. Even the eating becomes extraordinary. Because you sit down with others, and it's not just your proper manners, and your elbows aren't on the table, and you chew with your mouth closed. All of those are beautiful things. But there's more to it. The conversation that flows, the attitude that flows, the way you treat the waitress. You see, even that is using the vapor wisely, isn't it? I sat with some Christians around the table, and they're just downright rude. They're not very nice. To the waitress, tip comes, time for that. Like, who cares if she didn't do too well? Maybe she had a bad day. You know, tip her anyways. Bless her. Sow a seed. Pray for her. At the end, just say, hey, thanks. Maybe it's an opportunity. You never know. But I mean, if you only leave two pennies in there when you had a $20 meal, what do you think she's going to be saying about you when she walks to the back and you walk out the door? Nothing good. And don't you dare leave a track if you don't tip well. <laughs> I remember these guys, they weren't leaving anything. This is when I was younger. We go to the restaurant. Bad idea for everybody just together. get together and, you know, hey, just one big bill and we all huck money on the table because someone always got left over with ridiculous, ridiculous money to be paid. It was crazy, right? But they wouldn't pay, no tip. And so we changed it. You'd go, and it's like everybody gets their own bill. And how many know that's pretty frustrating for a waitress when you got 20 to 30 people sitting at a table in a restaurant, and they've got to go and, like, figure it all out, and here's your bill, and here's, right? I remember some guys who wouldn't leave anything, and there were these tracks floating around. It was like a million-dollar track or something, you know? It looked like a piece of money, and they'd leave that in there and walk out the door. I'm like, that is the worst thing you could do well, God will use it. All right. He can. But I mean, let's be an example. Let's pour into people's life. Let's encourage them. Let's lift them up. People have rough days, don't they? Anyone here have all perfect days? Anyone here have all days where you never need encouragement? (laughs) You never need someone to bless you? Christians should be greatest at it I believe that's the truth let's have the worship team return it's how the ordinary becomes extraordinary new meaning and new purpose to all things I want to read 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 verses 15 to 17 for we are to God the fragrance vapor the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and it's true. And to the other, we are the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, as so many, peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity... But as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. We're the fragrance of Christ among those that are being saved and among those that are perishing. That's incredible. We might just be a vapor, but you see what God thinks about the vapor that I am and the vapor that you are? How precious it is in his sight. I think it breaks his heart. I know it breaks his heart when people just use the vapor foolishly treat it like it is just a puff of smoke because he's not calling us to treat it like it's meaningless and has no purpose he's just simply pointing out the truth that in light of eternity it really is not much (laughs) but he's calling us to use it wisely to live life to the fullest amen So tonight, snowed under, snowed under, turned aside, is the vapor out of control? You know, on the outside, it can look like all things are right, but the vapor can still be out of control. We can come to church and it all looks good, and we head out there and the vapor's out of control. It's like somehow we've controlled it when we come in here, but out there it's out of control. I just want to encourage us, make it the main object of life to press on to that country and to help others do the same. It might just be a vapor, but boy, can a vapor make a difference. You think of how some have made such a difference. And I'm not talking about leading a nation, being a rock star. You think of how some have used their vapor, and it might have gone unnoticed by the masses, but many have been led to Christ. That's a hero in God's eyes. See, God's not just looking down and going, wow, rock star, Christian rock star, yeah, keep leading. Or, you know, you got all this influence. Right on. You got the stage. Right on. God's looking at the little people too. Because you see, it's all just a vapor no matter who we are, no matter where we're at. Whether we're on a stage or on a platform or we have major influence or we have very little influence. What God's calling us to do is to be good stewards of our vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. Even the president, the prime minister, kings and princes and queens in the earth. Their life is a vapor. Let's steward our vapor well. I just want to encourage you tonight to steward your puff of smoke well. Amen? Let's stand. We're just going to sing this really quick. We'll close in prayer. It's calling on fire. We need the fire of God to come and burn in us and on us and through us. Continually change us. Let's sing this out quick. and We'll close in prayer.